Welcome to C. Myers Live. This is David Loftus, Vice President at C. Myers Corporation. And I'm Rob Johnson, President here at C. Myers. Let's hop into the topic of the day. Well, one of the things that everyone has been talking about, top of mind for so many, is inflation. Let's talk through it. You know, what are some of the things we should be looking for? Yeah, absolutely. All the leadership teams, I mean, we're out there all the time working with leadership teams of depository institutions trying to figure out what to do. There is no point in history that you can go back to, right. study and say, oh, that was just like this time. <laughs> and so here's what should happen next. So you can't do a copy exact from history and then say, all right, we're done. We actually need people to recognize that they don't know. No one knows. And in fact, I, I love the reference point, and I know it's something you've talked to places a lot about too, is the Fed projections. You know, you, yeah. you look at the Fed puts out those projections for places over $10 billion, the DFAS, CCAR stuff. And okay, yes, they do the severely adverse, which is interesting. And of course, there it shows inflation going down to like one and a half. Right. But they also come out and say, hey, here's what you should expect as a baseline. And their baseline for inflation and interest rates of what to expect is materially different than what happened even at the end of the first quarter of this year. And they put that out there in February. Yeah, just a month ago. Yeah, a month before the actual you know first forecast happened, and it was way off. And so it's nice sometimes to even show some of those things to the team because we all know the Fed spends more time on this than probably any of us. And they have more influence than any of us as to those actual answers. So if they don't know over the span of a month, then it's very fair for you not to know as a team for the rest of this year into 2023 and beyond. It's okay to feel uncertain, but the value is in the discussion. Yeah, they, the key with all this is nobody knows the answer, uh, but we don't want to be blindsided. And, and to help ensure that we're not caught off guard or blindsided, testing a range of outcomes, not relying on one single path, whether that's from a budgeting perspective or from an ALM perspective, um, but looking at a range of possible outcomes and not just counting on one single environment happening. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that on the, the single path because how, how awkward would it be to explain later on? So you had all these things going on a combination of things that have happened before, but a lot of things that haven't happened before. Mm -hmm. You have, you know, the talent battle, you have, you know, a Russia attack in Ukraine and the war there. You have, you know, all these things happening with supply chains. And you still then planned on one event, <laughs> one path, yeah. and that was it. And that's all you looked at to help make your decisions. That a year from now, two years from now, that's, gets really hard to explain is why you stopped there on, okay, I know that we couldn't have predicted any of these things, but now here's what we should count on. Yeah. And, and that's where we're going to go today and talk about with all this uncertainty, how can we push forward? How can we get additional clarity and alignment? Uh, what can we uh, glean from our business intelligence and our data to, to help know what to focus on? The example that that'll give, I think a lot of places should be focused on right now is, you know, take two different customers, same credit score, uh, but a year ago, one of them bought a Tesla, the other one bought a Tahoe. And given the price of gas and how it's gone up and the appreciation in, in used autos, what if used auto prices come back down? What if gas prices stay high? What's the credit risk between the two? Vastly different potentially. Mm -hmm. 
but do you have the data to help dissect it that way and allowing you to focus on where some of the problem areas could be? Yeah, and carrying on that theme of the business intelligence, if um, you were to look at the credit card usage, of course, you know many are saying, hey, interchange income is continuing to go up, people are spending. But if you start seeing that certain individuals are not, they used to always pay their credit card off every single month. They yeah. never held their balance. They just got the interchange, but now they're starting to hold some balance. What's that start to indicate? Okay, let's start connecting this to other loans that they might have with us, other expectations, and that can be an early indicator of maybe they're starting to have some struggles and feeling a little less comfortable, so they're not paying off their credit card. Connect that to the other things that they have to then say, are there things we need to do to reach out to them? Do we need to maybe yeah. start adjusting some of our concerns for the credit risk for them? And use that insight to see what you can do to benefit the organization to have early warning, but also to help that cus that customer. Because yeah. the more you can see that and get in front of it and help them avoid a problem, then they also win too. And that's part of why we, we do this job is to make yeah. that difference for people. Uh, connecting it to some of the risks that we were just talking about, but also connecting the impact inflation could have to your goals and your measures of success. And, you know, also what opportunities. You know, yeah. Always taking a look at what what are the some of the positives that can come from a prolonged period of sustained inflation. But, you know, having those conversations early in terms of, um, you know, how inflation might cause your deposit growth goal um, to, to differ, I think are important. The earlier you have those conversations, the, the better prepared you'll be. Yeah, you will. In fact, it's, um, it's really nice to, as you walk through the different sources and you look at things like um, the inflation caused to, due to workforce shortage, that alone, the more that, you know, that might, of course, increase your operating expenses, having to pay up even more for talent, but also the more that talent is making more money, then they might still keep borrowing more and they might keep growing their deposits. Here is just one example of how deposits could go up in an inflationary environment. Work with your team to come up with other possibilities for deposits to go up, stay the same, or go down. Uh, yeah. but, but Rob, beyond that, what are some of the things to watch for in a rising rate environment? Is inflation and rising rates going to impact financial institutions the same? Yeah, and recognizing, you know, really that, of course, the first the first part of it is it depends. But yeah. what it depends on is your structure. Um, there are certain parts of your structure that will fare better for rates going up. Of course, so variable rates, short-term assets, you know, certain deposits are going to be less sensitive to the rates going up. But on the other side, you know, some of those long-term fixed investments and mortgages and things like that, of course, um, won't fare as well in that environment. And yeah. so, you know, depending on your structure, some, it will actually cause more earnings for you, right? That higher environment, you know, like this is, this is actually really helping. We're benefiting from that increase in rates and some others, um, it, it might tighten their margin a little bit, at least, you know, over the next year or so. So, you know, really looking at what is your structure? What are the parts that are helping and hurting in that environment? Yeah. yeah. Well, Rob, one expression that I'll use sometimes in reminding financial institutions is that not all rate increases are created equal. Yeah. Having rates go up 400 basis points, 500 basis points, that's a little bit different than the Fed forecast coming true and rates going up 200 basis points. 
or even 250, 300 basis points. You know, and depending on the financial structure, what I heard is that that, that will you know significantly impact whether it it helps or or hurts certain financial institutions. Yeah, for some places, um, it will um, double their earnings if it happens, and for others, it can reduce it just because of how they're positioned, which then gets you to that question of depending on our structure and depending on this increase, what actions should we take? And so that's why it's really first understanding where you are, what your exposures are, Mm -hmm. to then for some, uh, maybe they use the higher rate environment as a reason to lock in some yields because their biggest issue was rates going down. Yeah. And they're like, if rates kept going higher than the Fed forecast, I'll win more. Yeah. But if rates head back down, then I'm back to tighter margins. So maybe use some of that to hedge against a drop happening in rates. Because yeah. remember, most any inflation is going to be followed by a recession. Mm-hmm. The question mm-hmm. is, when will the recession happen? How long? How deep? Yeah. And if that could cause rates to head back down and that's where your concern is, then make sure you're adjusting to that to fill in the exposures for your structure. On the other side, you're like, no, I was great when rates were low, but now as rates are going up, then the actions that you might take will be different. And so that's where the reality, as we know, is there's always going to be a trade-off. And since no one knows where things are going to go, Getting the team to recognize and appreciate the grayness, the uncertainty of the future then helps them say, okay, now that we know that and we don't know what's going to happen on some of this growth, but we can come to terms with what we think is a group we should be working towards, then you can realize what are the things we need to do to offset if we're wrong. And that helps bring people together. Yeah. Well, Dave, as, as you know, um, we could talk about this stuff for days. In fact, we yeah. had a critical thinking class, you know, not too long ago where people spent three days talking about this along with other things, just planning on the future, CEOs, CFOs, operations people. And the one thing that they said at the end of the three days, wish we had more time. (laughs) Yeah, and that's right. And so we know that we can't answer all the questions right now to be thinking about in this short amount of time, but hopefully this gives you enough for you and your teams to be, you know, visualizing, you know, some of that that process of let's do some polling, let's ask some questions, let's get people to embrace that we can't know the right answer, and that let's deal with a range of what might occur. And if we approach that with our strategy and our understanding of our financials, it'll better position us to be agile in this environment. Yeah. As always. Feel free to reach out with any questions. Have a great day. Thank you, everyone, for your time. Thanks. Bye.